Hey, it's your homegirl, Abby Cornelius, coming at you with your episode of the week. And today we are going to talk about chasing those carrots. So as a corporate climber and frequent carrot chaser, I want to share with you the dangers of chasing carrots um, and maybe some tips on how instead Instead of chasing carrots, you could switch your mindset, switch your behaviors, and start building your own garden. So let's talk first about the dangers of chasing carrots. And if you're a leader, I want you to tune in and hear how it feels as an employee when carrots are dangled and you don't get to take a bite. Because often the people that get carrots dangled in front of them are top performers. And leaders say, hey, we've identified that here are maybe five to 10 really good candidates for the next opportunity. And we're going to reach out to all of them. And we're going to say, we see potential in you. And we think you'd be great for this. We want this for you. And we're going to say, here's what you need to do to get there. And it, in a leader's mind, it feels very um, proactive, very supportive, but basically it's, it's carrot dangling, right? It's, you want to be a leader. Oh, you want that next big promotion. Okay. Well, here's what we're going to do. And then the leader then utilizes that person in a way with stretch projects, so on and so forth to, um, help prepare them for the next role. And oftentimes it, the, the asks do align with stuff, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes the asks don't align. Or sometimes that carrot is never coming and you may have a bad leader that just likes to keep you on the hook. They're worried about losing you or they're, you know, they want you to stay engaged. They want to motivate you. So they dangle this carrot in hopes of motivating you and keeping you engaged. Well, here's the deal. Carrot dangling does motivate. It does inspire. It feels great to have a leader say, I see potential in you, or I see a future for you. Like that feels so good. And it will motivate you for a moment. And this is where leaders need to be careful when they dangle carrots. It is but for a moment that that motivation happens because the longer the time that goes between when the carrot is dangled and they do whatever you ask them to do, if there is not an immediate reward like a bite of a carrot then they're then they're disengaged and now they're like distrusting and this is why leaders we need to stop dangling carrots and employees you need to stop chasing them you need to reframe the way you look at these opportunities as not necessarily if i do x i will get promoted because it's it's not likely when there's five to 10 of you that each person is going to get the opportunity to take a bite. It's just not. And I think there's disillusionment in that feeling. So um, I can, I could recall probably a handful of situations where I chased a carrot that I got to take a bite or where I chased a carrot and I didn't get to take a bite. And the high of being told we see you as a candidate is the same in each situation, but the, um, disengagement elevates at the end. So I'll give you a couple of examples. So earlier in my career, many, many years ago, I was working independently on a stretch project. It was something I was excited about. It was something I volunteered for. This was me doing what I like to call building my own garden, where I said, I see an opportunity. I want to go. I asked my boss for permission to go for it. And they said, yes, I was doing this for me. I didn't expect anything out of it. Midway through the project, 
two bosses up got wind of what I was doing and was excited and reached out to me and said, we love what you're doing. This is a really big project, you know, trying to encourage me to keep the gas behind the effort. And he made a comment and he said, you know, you never know where this might lead. There might be something in this for you at the end. And I wasn't expecting anything when I started this project. But as soon as he said that, it was a carrot that was dangled to keep me going. Now my expectation is, oh, he sees this. He reached out. He made this initiative. There must be something coming my way. So fast forward six months later, I fully execute this project. It went really, really well. Everything that was supposed to happen lined up and and played out the way it was. And then guess what? I did not get to take a bite. In fact, the carrot that was dangled to me was given to somebody else without even an interview platform. So I didn't even get the opportunity to interview for it. And so in that moment, I went from feeling really excited and motivated that I put all this extra effort into this extra project to disengaged. I no longer wanted to work for this person. I no longer wanted to be on this team because I put so much heart and soul into it. And it didn't matter. The other person got the job who didn't take on a stretch project. Now, I'm not saying that they weren't qualified. All I'm saying is that you shouldn't dangle carrots. It's not productive. It, it It's self-serving in a way as a leader to get them to work harder on whatever you're you're needing them to do today. It's not a long-term play. In fact, it's a really bad long-term play because it's a great way to lose highly engaged employees and high top producers if you continue to dangle carrots that they never get to take a bite. Um, that's one instance, but that happened many times in my career. Now, there are times when carrots were dangled and I got to take a bite and it was great. And then you feel motivated and inspired and it helps build trust. And it does help you feel like they said they were going to come through on this. They said that they were going to, you know, give me the skills and they did and I got the job. But the problem isn't with dangling a carrot with a guarantee they're going to get it. No, that's why leaders shouldn't dangle carrots because you can't guarantee that, right? Environments change, situations change, opportunities reduce. Um, in my last situation, I came into a role expecting uh, to, to train and develop into a, a next level position. And on the plan, there was multiple of those. There was multiple candidates, but there's also multiple spots. But within six months, due to the changes in the market, those six spots became like one spot. And so now there's eight, 10 to 10 of us chasing one carrot. And what happens is now you have eight to 10 top performers who are like, oh, you know, they're just kind of left like, oh, well, what's next for me? You know, this is what we were chasing. And it feels a little defeatist. Now I'm going to tell you, those are the dangers. So leaders be careful because if you dangle carrots, you could disengage your best employees if you can't follow through and let them take a bite. The whole point of carrot chasing was putting it in front of a horse to get him to walk. But once you got to where you were going, he got to take a bite. So if you cannot guarantee the bite, stop dangling carrots. Do you hear me leaders? If you cannot guarantee that they can take a bite, stop dangling carrots because you will disengage your most Uh, top performing people who are your top candidates, you'll lose their trust and likely they will leave your organization. So be careful. There's serious dangers as a company in dangling carrots. Employees, be careful. Do not chase carrots that don't align with what's important to you because what you're going to find is most carrot chasing is a multi-year project. And if that multi-year project is outside of your alignment, and then you don't get to take a bite, you just wasted time, right? So here's what I suggest instead. Build your own garden, okay? 
build your own garden. I'm not saying to stop chasing carrots. I'm not saying to say no to those stretch projects because sometimes those stretch projects are part of building your garden. Taking on a new role because you're going to learn and grow, those are skills that you can take with you wherever you go. So I don't want you to, to say no every time your boss asks you to do something. That's not what I'm getting at. I want you to change your mindset around what you're doing and why you're doing it. Stop saying, I'm going to do this so that I can get this job, okay? Stop saying yes to stuff that doesn't excite you because you think it's what they want to hear in order for you to be a candidate for the next job. I've actually heard recently of a few people turning down promotion opportunities because it didn't excite them. It didn't. It wasn't something that they looked forward to um, or they didn't feel like that was a skill they needed to develop. And kudos, kudos to the people who have the courage. I wish I had the courage at, at a time in my career to say, you know what, that really doesn't align with anything that I want to do. I don't think that that role serves me. I think I can build my own garden in my own way. And the truth of the matter is you can. You can build your career any way that you want by being intentional, putting in the time and the work, just like if you're building a real garden and you're going to increase your odds of actually getting to take a bite of something. And maybe you actually get to take something, a bite of something even better than the carrot, right? Maybe you get a whole garden of choices that you can choose from. And how great would that be? So here are some tips that I want to give you for building your own garden. First of all, make sure whatever you're chasing or whatever you're building aligns with what's important to you. So if you want to be a leader, why do you want to be a leader? Is it just for the weekends off? Well, don't do it for that, especially not in home building because you're still going to work weekends. You know, is it to help people and to develop people? That's a great reason to be a leader. Is it to help, you know, have bigger impact than just one community? That's a great reason to be a leader. Um, But make sure that whatever you're chasing, that you have a really strong why behind it. Because building a garden takes work, takes time, takes effort. And if you don't have a strong why associated with it, you're going to let weeds grow. You're going to forget to water it. And before you know it, the garden's dead. So make sure you have a why associated with whatever you're trying to build. Also, here are some things you can do. Cross train. So Cross-training is when you get the opportunity to observe another department within your organization um, and another skill set, and that way you can add more value to the role that you're in. So when it comes to home building, for example, most of my experience was in sales and marketing, but I would try to be very intentional to spend more time with the construction team and understand their world because I knew if I understood their world better, I could better help the organization as a whole. I could teach my sales team more information to make them better salespeople, set better expectations for the construction team, so on and so forth. And then when I became a leader, I spent a lot of time understanding the office and the scheduling that goes into things and so on and so forth. So the more you can expose yourself to different departments, the better you can be. This could just be a simple ask of your boss. Like, hey, I'm curious about construction. Can I can I spend a couple you know, days or weeks with the construction team? Can I sit in on some meetings maybe that I'm not already in on? Increase your exposure and increase your knowledge in that base. Um, also, sorry, I'm checking out my notes here if you're watching me on YouTube. Let me see. Interview. (laughs) So this one, everybody kind of thinks I'm crazy on this. I interviewed a lot during my career with other companies. And I think a lot of my bosses would probably be shocked to hear this, but I always had a resume ready and I always interviewed. And I was looking online a lot of times. Now I worked one place for 14 years, but I interviewed a lot. And here's why I want you to interview a lot. Maybe not a lot, a lot, but at least once a year, put your feelers out there. Just see what's in the market. I did this for multiple multiple reasons. One, I was just curious, like, what am I worth in the market? What value do I have? Um, 
also, is there something else out there that piques my interest? Is there another path for me that might be interesting? But here's what happens. When you go into an interview, you go into it when you already have a job. You go into this interview as just like an exploration and as an information gathering versus, oh my gosh, I need a job. So you can sit there and you can really be present and say, hey, is this a company culture I want to be in? Is this uh, is this person speaking the way I would want a leader that I work for to speak? Um, what's the vibe in this office when I come in to interview? Uh, there's just so much you can learn in an interview. And more often than not, guys, when I would do this, it would make me get re-energized for the work I was already doing. I'd come out of that interview process and I'd be like, wow, that was really misaligned. Or, oh, I really didn't like how they said X in the interview and it made me a little uncomfortable. Um, and then you just start to realize that, you know, I do love what I'm doing. I, you know, I'm grateful to be here and it re-energizes you for the role that you're in. But there also might be a time where you go into an interview and you just instantly connect with somebody. You feel like they get you. You're speaking the same language and there's little things that happen. So when I interviewed with Taylor Morrison, when I was considering leaving Ryan Holmes the first time, um, my interview was like magic. I know that sounds crazy, but I just felt like it was a really great connection. You know, there was a really cool office vibe. Everybody was welcoming, even just like the people who didn't even know that I was there to interview. They were just really nice and very welcoming. And I had a great conversation with uh, who would be my potential boss. And I had an even better conversation with the division manager. And he actually was even in a few minutes late. He said, hey, it's the first day of school. I didn't want to miss that with my kids. And that made me realize he valued family. And so that made me feel very warm and welcome. And it's just those little things matter in an interview. And so um that's when I knew it might be something, it was worth exploring for me. And so I took a leap down that. But if it wasn't for my willingness to interview, um, I may not have landed. I may not have landed there. I may have just stayed stuck and I would have missed all that learning and growth that happened at my time with that organization. So I really encourage part of your uh, garden building is re fresh resume, cross training, and interviewing. And then also take classes, invest in yourself. I know some organizations are phenomenal at providing additional training. Uh, they might do tuition reimbursement to encourage you to take online classes, uh, but some companies don't. And regardless what your company's position is on it, you should always be investing in you. Your skill development and growth shouldn't only come from within your organization. I think true growth comes from exposing yourself to outside perspectives. Every single year I have invested money into my own education, whether that be an online course, going to a conference, or just the massive amount of books that I like to read. Whatever that is, you need to invest in taking on new perspectives and learning and growing in different ways. It is unbelievable that when I take a course, even if it's unrelated to necessarily home building, how many parallels and how many times I get nuggets that help me level up in my career. So don't undervalue taking a class or even, you know, working with a mentor or a coach. That was huge for me too. Like investing in yourself goes a long way when it comes to you building your own garden. Also, say yes to projects that align with your goal. So if you are getting asked to do a stretch project, if it excites you, hell yeah, go do that. If it sounds like something that you're curious about, or maybe you're a little uncomfortable just because it's new, but you're still curious about it, go for it. Take those stretch projects. Don't overcommit because you want to do what you're going to do well, but take on those projects that you feel align with where you want to go and what kind of garden you want to build, okay? 
And then also networking. Networking is huge and it's under it's under promoted by leaders because they want you to stay put. But here's the deal. Networking, increasing your connections gives you opportunities. So think of it this way. Your company is dangling this carrot, but this company also has a carrot and they also have tomatoes and they have cucumbers. And they have all this wonderful stuff. But if you don't connect with these other quote unquote farmers, I'm really going deep in this garden analogy, but if you don't connect with other farmers, how do you know what's out there to grow? And so I encourage you guys to get on LinkedIn, uh, engage with content that people are creating, go to like the International Builder Show. I talked to a salesperson last week who went to the Builder Show and they're like, it was so weird. I was one of the few salespeople there. And I'm like, yeah, but how wonderful. And they got to like sit with CEOs and they got to make connections with these people who are running great organizations and you never know what doors it's going to open up. But more importantly, it helps you become more well-rounded in your industry. So network. If uh, if you're a woman in home building and you're one of my homegirls, um, I'm about to join the professional women in build, building in Charlotte. You know, do these things to increase your network. Okay. Um, also have a brand or a platform. So this is huge. Making sure that you have, what's your campaign speech? If you were to go out tomorrow and advocate for yourself, what campaign speech would you have? I actually had a leader give me this advice and it was really great advice. And I think throughout my career, I knew what was important to me, but I didn't do a good job campaigning or promoting any of those things that were really important to me. So if I were to campaign for Abby today, it would be that I'm huge on customer experience, employee experiment experience and leadership growth and development. Those are my key three things that I'm very, very passionate about. So if one of those projects came up, I would hope that people would say, oh, this is an Abby project. Let's get her involved in that. Um, so make sure you have your brand. What's your platform? Should you go and rise in your career? What sets you apart from the other candidates? It's not about competing. Each person, and I think back to like my last group, there's like eight of us kind of all going for that same position. Like I talked about each one of us brought a unique skill to that next level position. So it wasn't competing. It wasn't me versus them. It was what does that next position really need for that individualized team and who had the best skill set. But when you're not having those conversations as a leader with your team members and you just make them think they're all qualified, yes, they're all qualified, but each opportunity may need something different. And so you need to have a clear brand so they know who to pick for that opportunity because you may be up against some stiff competition. And then also just making sure that you are taking care of you. So the true danger in carrot chasing is that it's the, like the definition of carrot chasing is to entice you for immediate action. Okay. But sometimes there's danger in immediate action because you lose sight of the long-term progression and what's most important. So that's why building your garden, it's more intentional, right? When you're going to build a garden, you make out a plan, you decide how much space you need for stuff, you do some research, and then you execute and you invest time and effort into it. Um, so I want you to have that kind of mindset when it comes to your career growth, not just simply, oh yeah, that looks good. Let's go after that. Because that's kind of a way to get disengaged and to get frustrated. So leaders, stop dangling carrots. Instead, ask your employees, 
what kind of garden do you want to build and how can I help you build it? And then let them know when opportunities come up, I will keep you in mind if I think it's a good fit based on the garden that you've built. It's not about saying you want this, I got this for you. It's about investing in people and helping them show up as their best self and helping them get into the right opportunities. And employees, if you want to grow your career, it does take time and it does take work and it takes intentionality. So don't let just one-off project make you think you're going to become the next CEO of your company. You're going to have to put in time and work, but make sure that what you're doing feels good. It feels like what you want to do. It's aligned with your mission and trust that plenty of opportunities exist for what you want to do. You just have to find the path. And that's why building your own garden is the better way to go about this because it allows you to open the door to more and more opportunities and to help develop into many versions of yourself, not just keeping you on the straight and narrow with one option. I hope you guys found this helpful. If you are a woman looking to rise in your career and you have questions about building your own garden, uh, I will have in my show notes a link if you want to hop on a call and we can chat about that. I also do have a virtual program called Go For It that walks you through 13 obstacles that women face when rising in their career and 13 strategies to help you overcome those. It's very action-based. It's also very mindset-based to make sure that you're in the right headspace when you're trying to rise in your career. And I can tell you with certainty that these strategies helped me as I was rising and some that I wish I had implemented, but I learned a little too late, but I still share those with you. So if you're interested in taking a, uh, course on your own, on your own time, check out, go for it also in the show notes. Um, but either way I am here, I'm rooting for you guys. I'm cheering for you always. I hope that you are taking time to build your own garden, stop chasing carrots, start creating the amazing career and path that you want for yourself. And I know, no, 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 that you can do this. So I will see you next week. And like I said, if you have any questions, reach out to me below. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, subscribe, share all that good stuff. I appreciate all the support from my homegirls. All right. See you next week.